Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. We're going to be in John chapter 8 today. Before we get there, I just want to say I hope that our podcast here has been a blessing to you, has been a help. I know as we go through the book of John, we're really not able to unpack every verse in its entirety. We kind of, especially in longer portions of scripture, uh, skip over a few things as far as reading the verses. We try to go over the entire context of it, but uh, I encourage you every single time you listen to it, uh, to go back and to read over the verses that we've gone over. But I, I, we really do hope that uh, this ministry just helps us to uh, understand the Word of God in its context and um, and helps us to, as we said at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, that it just helps us to grow more in love with our Savior each and every day as we just get into His Word. And so if the podcast has been a blessing to you, uh, would you just take a moment and maybe give us a review uh, or share it with someone who you think it would also be a blessing to? Uh, Our heart is just to reach as many people as we can um, in the area of just growing in love with our Savior by being in His Word each and every day. And so John chapter 8 is where we're at today. We're going to continue in Uh, This chapter, we'll cover the rest of the chapter in today's episode, Uh, but we get to verse 12. So Jesus just got done uh, saying to the woman that was caught in adultery, thrown in the midst of him teaching there on the Temple Mount, uh, he said, I don't condemn you either, but go and sin no more. And then he starts to teach again, and it says in verse 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. So Jesus, he would have been uh, equating himself to light, the Messiah to light. In Isaiah, it equates the Messiah with everlasting light. And so Many of the Jews, they already had Messiah equated in their minds with light. And so here Jesus gives self-testimony to the fact that he is the light of the world. And it would seem at surface glance that this is a self-testimony. There's no one else here to to authenticate this claim. And the Pharisees say that. They say, you're claiming to be the light of the world, but this is self-authenticated, so it can't be true. And Jesus doesn't deny that it's self-testimony, but uh, he says, here's why my record is true. I know where I came from and where I'm going. Nobody descended from heaven like I did, so no one else could know this. He says, uh, and I'm going to back it up. No one else can authenticate this message. That's why it's self-authenticating. No one else has come from heaven like I have, so no one else can authenticate it. And then he continues in the verses following, says, Really, I do have a witness, and the witness is God, my Father, who sent me. You say there needs to be two witnesses. Well, me and God make two. 
So they ask, because he says, I and my father, that's two witnesses. They say, well, where is this other witness? Where is your father? And Jesus says, if you knew who I, if you knew who I am, then you would know my father. And this would infuriate the Pharisees even more because they're confronted with a choice. Believe in me or don't. Believe that I am sent from heaven, that I am the Son of God, or don't. And it says that he spoke these things in the treasury. He was out in the open. He could have been arrested, but his hour was not yet come. And that's in verse 20. It says, he spake these in the treasury, taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. So they were ready to arrest him because they weren't happy with what he had just said. Uh, But it wasn't yet his time. And then Jesus says bluntly that I'm going to die and go to heaven. And that you all, he's talking to the Pharisees, are going to die in your sins and go to hell. And and I want us to unpack that a little bit. He says, he talks again of his divine origin when he says, uh, he says, you'll die in your sins, whither I go, ye cannot come. And the Jews said, will he kill himself because he saith, uh, whither I go, ye cannot come? And he said unto them, ye are from beneath, and I am from above. You're of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. So here they're like, well, who are you? And Jesus says, I'm the same person I've been telling you that I am this entire time. I haven't changed my story. Um, And he says, there are a lot of things that we need to discuss, and I want to teach you, but you're not even on square one of believing in who I am yet. He said, there are so many things I want to teach you as my people, but you all haven't even taken the first step of of believing in me as the Messiah. And then Jesus answers in part their question. And he speaks of their future of his future crucifixion. He says when uh, you lift me up then you'll know that I am who I say I am. You'll understand these things once you see me fulfill the will of my Father. He said his purpose was to always do what pleases God. And it says that more people uh, believe on him because of his teaching here. And so then Jesus speaks to those who are claiming to believe on him as Messiah. So people are coming and believing on him in uh, verse 30. And as he, and he spake, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word... Then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? So uh, Jesus says to them, uh, We'll see if you truly understand who I am by those who will continue in my word, who will continue in what I say. Uh, And those are the people who are truly going to be free because they're going to see the truth. And some of these would-be disciples, they're offended by it. They say, wait, we're not in bondage to anyone. But that wasn't really true. Their entire story has shown that they are always in bondage. But 
Jesus here is talking more about spiritual and moral freedom. They're thinking on it of it on a physical level, physical freedom from Roman rule, uh, things like that. They many times when Jesus is talking about these things, they're thinking about their physical uh, situation. When Jesus is trying to make a spiritual application, and here he's talking about being free from your sins. And they're thinking that he's talking about being a slave to other people. And Jesus tells you, tells them, no, you're, you're actually slaves to sin. And uh, you have no hope of living with or dwelling with God without me because of your sin. See, the only hope that you have is in the Son of God. And the only hope we have is because of Jesus. This is a salvation that cannot be earned. It is only afforded by the Son of God. True freedom comes through Jesus. Then he says he knows that they are Jews, but that they sought to kill him because they weren't accepting what Jesus was telling them. Now he says, my father is God, so who is your father? The implication is that they were following their father, the devil. He says, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, we are not born of fornication. Um, Now they, we're going to see them kind of poke fun at Jesus or what they thought they knew about Jesus. We were not born of fornication. This could have been a jab at the fact that he was born um, in what they would have seen as a scandalous situation. Of course, we know it was, he was born of a virgin, um, but uh, prior to Mary and Joseph getting married was when she was pregnant, and so maybe they were poking fun at that. But uh, he speaks of the fact that uh, Jesus, when he responds, speaks to the fact that you're not of God because um, you don't love me. You're not believing on me, so you're truly not of God. And then he calls on them to convict him if he had done any sin. He says, can you convince me of any sin that I've done? If I've done something sinful, tell me. And they say, do we say well that you're a Samaritan and have a devil? Again, they're just calling him names. They were resorting themselves to mock him, most likely because they had no refutable answer to what he was saying. And Jesus says, you're dishonoring me, which they would understand to, for him the way he said it, to say, you're dishonoring Messiah, which means you're dishonoring God. And they say, now we know you have a devil. Now we know you're uh, possessed. They, they didn't understand what Jesus was saying when he said that they would not die if they followed his sayings. Uh, he says, those who follow my, uh, keep my saying, he will never see death. And they're like, yeah, now we know you have a devil because Abraham's dead and the prophets are dead. And you say, if any man keeps your sayings that he's never going to taste of death, are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets that are dead? Uh, who, who are you making yourself to be, is what they ask. And Jesus, he answers them. He says, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It's my father that honors me, of whom ye say he is your God. You say you worship my father. You say you follow my father. But he's the one who's honoring me. So you don't know him because I know him. 
And if I said I know him not, I would be a liar like you are. But I know him and I keep the sayings of my father. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. He says here, see, he's telling them Abraham, he understood about Messiah. In fact, if you were to go back uh, into the accounts of Abraham's life, God showed Abraham glimpses of the future and he rejoiced to see it. And they say to Jesus, you're not even 50 years old. Are you saying you know Abraham? So uh, they say, you're not even 50 years old yet. How, how have you seen Abraham with him being uh, dead already? And Jesus says these words, before Abraham was, I am. Now this was in their minds, no question to those who were listening to him what Jesus was claiming in that statement. He was claiming to be God, Jehovah God, the great I am, the infinite God. And when this was said, it tells us they picked up stones and were ready to kill him. They had every intention of stoning Jesus at this point, but Jesus, he escaped through the crowds and got out of there. Now, this portion of Scripture, we're, we're getting to the point as we go through the book of John, we're going to see closer and closer to Jesus' death. This would have been in around October of the year prior to Jesus' death, about six months out from Jesus dying, being buried, and, and rising again from the dead at this point in his uh, earthly ministry, in his earthly life. But, uh, but before we... Uh, we're going to end it there, end it at the end of the chapter, but I, I really want us to look at one thought again. It's in the middle of the chapter when Jesus tells them that if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And then later in verse 36, he says, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And I love just the thought today as we go through the day to think of the freedom that we have in Christ. For those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are free from the bonds of sin. We are not a slave to sin anymore. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans, he said, uh, we are not dead in our sins anymore. We are made alive in Christ. We have freedom and liberty in Jesus because of what he's done. And if we want to continue in that freedom each and every day, I love it. The truth is here that Jesus says, you want to continue in that freedom? Continue in my word. Continue in what I say. And so as we go throughout this day, let's be reminded of the freedom that we have in Christ, but also be challenged to continue in his freedom today by, by studying, meditating on his word, and using his word each and every day to grow more in love with our Savior, that we would continue in his freedom that we have received by receiving him as our Savior, by believing on him, the very thing that he's trying so desperately to see for these people to see is that if you just believe on me, you'll find freedom, and continue in what I say, you'll continue in that freedom. May we do just that today as we walk with him. Well, I hope that's an encouragement to you and a challenge. I know it was to my heart. Love the thought that we are free in Christ 
And that just to continue in that freedom each and every day, not just in our mindset of remembering what he's done for us, but to be in his word and to continue in his word. And so we'll see you on the next episode. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at wenatchechurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.